All right. Testing one, two, three. What's up, homies? Oh, okay. Austin's in the fucking house and Elisa. And we're here bringing you another great episode of You're the Asshole. We, I think we sound great. Look at those sound bars. I just don't Those are the most beautiful of sound bars. Those are the most we beautiful. Have the best sound bars. We have the best sound, sound bars of all the sound bars and the sand bars, too. And the alcohol bars, although we can't go to them because it's vid times. Ugh. Welcome, assholes. What's up, assholes? What's up, assholes? No, I think it's either or. It's interchangeable. We don't have a set routine for this part of it. We sort of just say what we want to say. I'm Austin. I'm Elisa. And this is the You're the Asshole podcast, episode number... 20! What's up? Dude, can you believe we've done 20 of these? Uh, yeah. I kind of can, because (laughs) it took us 20 years to do 20 of them, so... We're um, currently in day 5,026 of COVID times, mm-hmm. and we've adapted incredibly. There's nothing right now that can tie us to a certain time in COVID. I feel like there was, we've talked about this, the baking bread part of COVID, like the Tiger King part of COVID. Oh, this is actually the return of sports COVID. Sports COVID. I'm all about it. I got to watch the Stars play today. My... Favorite team in sports. We the Mavs are playing tomorrow night a real game. The Stars game today was a scrimmage. Don't care. Um, care about the Stars. Don't care about the Mavs. Yeah, and we have no clue what's going to happen with football, but that's okay because right now we've got those sports. Notice how I didn't mention baseball. Yeah, I that's all right. <laughs> um, Austin can answer me this because we've been sort of watching a little bit of baseball. And by a little bit, I mean like two or three innings. We watched the Astros and then Austin started talking about them understandably being cheaters. And so that was that. But does hockey, since you're the one who's really watched a whole whole game here, do the same thing as baseball? Do they have uh, like cardboard cutout fans? No, they don't have cardboard cutout fans. It's actually cooler, in my opinion. They're doing what the NBA is doing, where they've put up, like, screens around the rink, how the NBA's put screens up around the court. So it sort of, like, blocks off the stadium so it doesn't look like this huge cavernous space like it does when in the baseball games, even though they've got the cardboard cutouts. It's just really hard to do that in an arena like baseball because they're just so slanted or, yeah. like, high up, I guess. And it's a much bigger stadium. I'm curious if football is able to play how they're going to handle it because I don't see how they're going to have fans. So, but, yeah, we'll see we if can it all, even happens. We can all accept that football isn't happening. Yeah, well, probably not. I call it now. I did forget to do the little spiel about what our podcast is about. All right, well, let us know. On You're the Asshole podcast, we analyze some of our favorite posts from the subreddit, Am I the Asshole? And we basically read them and give our comments, critiques, and eventually verdict on whether or not we think OP is the asshole. I hold my breath sometimes. (laughs) Because if it was I doing it, it would take like 20 minutes to explain that. Um, We both have our own um, things that we bring to the pod. mm -hmm. You bring all the creative aspects. I I bring the ability to give succinct summaries. (laughs) Unless I've drank too much and then they ramble on. Well, thankfully, 
I, uh, I edit it. Yes, you bring so, the producing side too. Yeah, there's that whole aspect to it. Um, editing it is kind of a blessing though, because when I'm like, what the fuck was I saying? I just get to shorten it down and it appears that I'm more put together than I actually am. You're not supposed to reveal our secrets now. <laughs> no, you are fine. Austin's edits are minimal. It's usually just him pulling back from the mic. Meanwhile, I'm like... Or rambling. Let's not be rude. No, I meant rambling <laughs> on both of our aspects. I can ramble too. Well, I start this podcast every time asking you what you've been up to, what's new. Um, I know... But let the viewers know what you are doing in your quarantine life right now. Quarantine life has eclipsed um, the, I think the first part of quarantine for a lot of people was like, I'm not spending money, so I'm just going to buy a bunch of random shit online, whether it be clothes or things. I sort of eclipsed that, and now I'm into like saving as much as possible part of quarantine. Not as much as possible, but 90% as much as possible. I have up my saving game. Thank you. I, uh, I sent Austin, Austin is lying because I sent him a message today basically saying, I, I think I can try to find it on my phone real quick because it, it's somewhere here in the photos. I've been... Um, no, Austin has been saving, but life is so boring when you don't have an online order that you're looking forward to receiving. Do you relate to this? I do find, I do uh, sort of obsess over tracking the packages that I have been receiving. But my orders have been much lower now than they were uh, start of quarantine. You've gone from five packages a week to probably three. No, like one. Austin will go over and check outside of the window. And as we've said before, we're home. So, I mean, like, you're going to get it. Well, some some of these things have been, like, needed items that I would buy anyways where we're not in quarantine that, like, I just can't go to the store to get. Like, today I bought a new water filter for the fridge. So that's like a package that's coming in, but it's like a necessary package. I'm ordering things. It's not just like clothes. I'm ordering things I've um, never thought I would order before. Online as opposed to in person? Yeah, as opposed to in person. And uh, one of them was actually, I think, was going to be your birthday card. Oh. So Austin had a birthday during... uh, COVID birthday, what up? (laughs) From the last time we recorded to now, Austin has now joined... The uh, 28 Club, which I'm not sure who that consists of. I survived 27. I know. Does that mean if you survived that you weren't talented enough to die at that age? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, but I was like, I, I need to get... It was two days before, and I was like, I need to get Austin a card. Can I have Amazon like FedEx a card, essentially? Um, a physical a, card. A physical card. And uh, they couldn't. Oh. Which I was like, that seems like something that would be easy enough. You could... I wonder if you can curbside H-E-B cards. H-E-B is our grocer here. I, oh, yeah. Sorry, H-E-B. <laughs> H-E-B is amazing. Last time, um, a few times ago, on this podcast, on the What Are You Drinking Today segment, we talked about how H-E-B uh, toasted Austin's beer. Check-in on Untapped, the beer check-in app. Mm-hmm. And then before this recording, I noticed that the amazing beer that Elisa gave me on my birthday, uh, they toasted that check-in as well. Nice. So. Do you want to talk about your birthday? Um, Is there anything to talk about? I guess. I mean, I did the standard Zoom call with family. Oh, God. I was thinking it was just oh, going to be I family. I don't know why I said it like that. I'm sorry. But, um, <laughs> no, like, it's great. My mom invited some of my friends, which was cool. Um, and I technically, like, didn't take the day off, but I didn't really have a whole lot of work to do. 
So it was a pretty easy day. And then did the Zoom call. And then the hockey, one of the hockey rinks that I play at has reopened amongst the vid. And they had like a free skate. So I went to that for a little bit. I normally play with a cage on my helmet. I decided to take it off for the free skate. Something I do not endorse in any way. And my friend hit me in the mouth with a puck. I still think that that was probably on purpose. No, it, it was a ricochet off the crossbar came mm-hmm. and hit me. There was no way it was intentional. It wouldn't have been that bad, but I actually have like scar tissue in my lip on the inside in that same spot from getting hit with a puck there before. So it sort of like tore that open. Um, besides that, it wasn't that bad. I, I didn't lose any teeth. They're all intact. I have this vision of Austin getting hit with the puck in slow-mo to scar tissue by the Red Hot Jelly Peppers. Scar <laughs> tissue that I'm Oh, God, fuck. <laughs> oh, that hurts so bad. My favorite part was when I, when I saw him after this. He had the weirdest expression on his face. Like, I had just caught him watching, like, really weird porn. I was like a dog that had fucked up the trash and was like guilty in the house. I've never seen Austin's face like that. Like, I've seen you kind of be like a little guilty in certain ways, but that was just a weird premeditated like guilt to the point where I was like, what the fuck did you do? Like, is this ending all here in quarantine on your birthday? Well, I knew my, so my lip was swollen. Did someone hire a stripper for you? (laughs) My lip was swollen, so I knew that you were going to figure it out. And then I knew that you were going to be upset because you would figure out why it happened. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. I didn't play it off well. No, you didn't. And, um, but then again, sometimes it takes me a bit of time to sort of figure out those things because, and I, we might again, we might have talked about this. It's kind of I feel like the like reoccurring segment here. Um, but Austin was growing a stash during quarantine. I mean, it was like a seventies again porn stash. The first and couple of months of quarantine, I had a very fantastic mustache. It. It got out of hand very quickly, and uh, long story short, he shaved it off, but he did it in, like, the middle of the day while we were working and then came back to the table expecting me to have this, I guess, I don't know, like, reaction. And in hindsight, I should have, but I think my brain was just probably so happy that it was back to normal that I just accepted that that shit didn't happen. You didn't even notice it for a while was the thing, too. I know. Like, it took a while for you to notice. You had to mention it. It was, yeah. So then the last part of my birthday. (laughs) Right, sorry. After I went to the rink, came back, and we picked up Hop Dottie, which is this awesome burger place. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they've expanded out of Austin elsewhere into Texas. We got burgers and shakes, and then we went to the drive-in movie theater, like the good old days. Like 16-year-olds just, like, trying to get a feel over the pants. Yeah, over the pants. (laughs) O-P-H-J. O-T-P-H-J. And uh, we saw Indiana Jones' Last Crusade. Yes. It was a lot of fun. And that was... That was the birthday summary. I mean, in terms of quarantine birthdays, I would say it's a probably a, a, good, a solid A. Like, I mean, there's not too much else you can do. I mean, to be honest, for a weekday birthday, even if it weren't quarantine, I feel like that would have been, like, what I would have done. You know, maybe on the me- weekend meet up with friends. But as far as, like, birthday went, I was super happy with it. Weekday birthdays are hard in life because some part of you, at least in my end, wants to take off the day from work. And then I'm like, well, 
it won't feel like my birthday at all and nobody will at least say anything to me and I'll just be sitting here at home reading a book or like you know yeah I feel like neither one of us and I've known some of these people are the type of people that will like take their birthday off and then like make the most of the day they'll like wake up at 8am like they'll be like Instagram storing like all these different things they're going to do like they take their dog on a run they go to a coffee shop they like (laughs) go do all these different things and like I'm like I'm exhausted watching the story I never would have done all this stuff on (laughs) on my birthday if you know it were a weekday I I think props to them yes props to them I think the most that I've ever done on my birthday one time was uh when I read the entire Harry Potter and the Cursed Child at a bar drinking by myself and then proceeded to snapchat my opinions on it I was gonna say there must have been strong opinions because uh that book could ruin a birthday it was bad it was and you know it was a birthday I spent by myself like on that day nobody really came over um Maybe that weekend I saw people, and I was just like, "This is this is bleak." Like, <laughs> what bar were you at? I was at Trudy's on uh, I thirty five in Stastny. Oh, yeah, and that's not how, a great bar. That's and that it's a bar restaurant. It's a bar restaurant. It was awkward. Not, that's also not really a place that people are going to walk up and talk to you while you're reading there because it's a restaurant. It, <laughs> I picked the worst place, but I think it was because maybe my birthday landed on a Monday or it was close to where I lived. No, it was close to your old place. It was close to my old place, and I didn't want to, like, something about it felt like just going to grab a margarita was way different than, like, intentionally parking my car downtown and then, like, Arguably, walking yeah. to a bar. Um, but I agree, nobody talked to me. So, you know. Their mistake? Uh, should we maybe move on to yeah. some of the segments that we That's have? exactly what I was thinking. We're on the same, same wavelength. <laughs> but not the same, uh, I guess, alcohol tolerance. Oh, shit. Oh, I gotta get my flashcards. You and do. while I do that, why don't you explain what the fuck this is? All right, so this segment we like to call, it's flashcard time. And what we do is each week we alternate where one of us, one of the hosts of the pod will come up with flashcards that contain scenarios that bring up the question, is this person an asshole or not? Sort of the essence of the pod. Am I an asshole? Is this thing an asshole? Is the activity the asshole? Is this establishment the asshole? You know. And what what do we do? 15 cards? We do 15. Um, I and believe tra- it's a minute and a half. We traditionally put this on a timer. Just because you got to keep it quick, you know. Sometimes Austin thinks about them too hard, and and then you you lose the pizzazz of a good throwing of a flashcard when someone won't answer it. Um, So this week, I came up with the flashcards, and I will be reading them to Austin. I'm proud of a few. I'll leave it at that. Okay, that's good to hear. (laughs) Let me know when you're ready. Uh, I am ready. All right, three, two, one, go. Bars having a minimum. Uh, not that asshole. Passing a donation bin constantly around a free music venue. <laughs> not not that asshole. <laughs> Licking your finger before touching a piece of paper. Not that asshole. Calling children not to their face crotch goblins. <laughs> <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Using your boyfriend's deodorant because it works better. Asshole. Not the asshole. Uh, Using two-letter words in Scrabble that look made up. Not the asshole. Asking a restaurant to hold your birthday cake in their fridge. Not the asshole. Having a GPS on your high schooler's car. 
Not the asshole. Private messaging OnlyFans accounts and asking them if they are paying taxes on their profits. <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Quoting Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, asshole. Taking over a food truck's understood spot with your own food truck. Not the asshole. Using Sharpie fine tips pen instead of actual pens. Uh, not the asshole. Forcing people quarant- forcing people to quarantine in a bubble away from their family so you can have your normalcy back with sports. Not the asshole. <laughs> normalcy. Normalcy. Not mentioning your partner's favorite movie is playing on TV because you don't want to endure seeing 10 minutes of it. Not the asshole. And finally, <laughs> telling a group of people they haven't been working on their summer bodies while your friend I- imitates a jerk-off with his drink next to you. <laughs> asshole. Perfect. I would, I would like to change my food truck one to oh, asshole. Is it because you recognize what I was talking about? No, I actually don't, but I want to say asshole. So, um... There is this food truck in Austin. I have not eaten at it, so it's hard to rep, but it's called Trainees. I would know because every single day, Trainees at around 11.30 or so, uh, honks their horn in the most, like, do-do-do-do-do. Just, like, it's so nostalgic for a time I didn't even grow up in it. But it's, like, it's, like, just wonderful. And they come for the construction workers that are working on the houses in front of Austin. And today... I saw a food truck that was not trainees <laughs> coming in and trying to take over the domain. Swoop that, in to get some other customers. And I was like, I know this is obviously legal, but is it morally right? The, so the first thing that I, when I, when you first said it, I was thinking of like, I've heard about the food trucks like in New York and stuff. They can't park overnight. So apparently there's like a race in the mornings to get the good spots. Okay. So that's what I was thinking of. Like maybe in a place like that. Not the asshole, but also those people don't really have, like, understood spots. Yeah, so, I mean, I sort of feel like... I'd change it to asshole. Okay. Yeah. Any other ones you, you want to... Uh, I felt attacked by the two-letter word in Scrabble. We've been playing Scrabble during the day mm-hmm. while we've been, like, you know, take while you're working, if you have a time, play a word, other person goes. And Elisa... <laughs> and Elisa... Is upset... <laughs> Because I have good Scrabble words, and she doesn't has the words, but she criticizes my good small Scrabble words that make the most of my little letters. It's not a QI situation here, guys. It's like a sometimes I think do re mi fa so. No, I sometimes I think Austin himself is not completely sure that they are words, and I feel like it's kind of a dick move just to be like, this could be a word, because there's so many stupid-ass two-letter words out there. Oh, well, you can challenge. It makes me upset, because Austin, I'm gonna I'm gonna put him on blast right here, was playing with his mom, and was saying how his mom went about using all of these words that kind of weren't real words, and he turns around and does that shit to me. So I mean, what does that say? I, was I think that's an asshole move. Because it's frustrating, but like... You play to win, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is so upsetting when I see, like, the F-E on the board. And I'm just like, in my head, though, I'm like, I won on real words. So. I mean, they're real words. They're in the dictionary. And they're in the Scrabble approved list. So Everything's in the Scrabble approved list. Though. That's not. <laughs> um, so 
the last, uh, uh, oof, no card here is the one I actually kind of want to talk about. So a few weeks ago, when you guys are listening to this, you will have listened to the episode where Austin and I are, have talked about watching the Jersey Shore. It feels like lifetimes ago. Um, yeah, that was early quarantine. But now, and I, correct me if I'm wrong if we've talked about it, but we are watching Vanderpump Rules. I don't think we've talked about it. I don't it. think we've talked about it. Um, Fantastic show. That was like a... <laughs> Austin put his head over to the mic, just like, that was it. I'm done. Fantastic show. <laughs> <laughs> that was my input. I uh, I watched the show with my sister a long time ago back in college on, like, breaks and stuff. And then it's on Hulu, so you got to catch up with the bad reality TV. And I don't know if you remember this, but when we were watching the Jersey Shore, we ranked the asshole level of people uh, in the cast so I'm going to put Austin on the spot oh. here. Well, first I want to say... Do you have a list of the names so we yeah. don't forget anyone? Well, first I want Austin to, in his best quick condensed way, uh, kind of just give us a rundown of what the show is for anyone who doesn't have a Bravo subscription. Okay, so I will preface this by saying I think that I, uh, in quarantine, have is when the start of my interest in reality shows. I never really watched reality shows before. We've watched a few different ones, including Jersey Shore. But, like, this one, I feel like just because of the way the show is done, it can appeal to people that traditionally may not have been interested in reality television. So... Edited so well. Right. So the show is about this bar in L.A. called... Sir. Sir. Fuck. (laughs) And um, the lady that owns it, her name's Lisa Vanderpump, and she's got, like, other bars, too which end up getting brought into the show later on. But um, the show is basically about, like, all the people that work there, which are all these ridiculous L.A. kids and people that were kids at one point and have gotten older but still act like kids. And um, did I say and Lisa herself, too? Yeah, Lisa. Lisa's great because she gives these, um, these like, nuggets of, like, wisdom and truth. And then she, yeah. like, hilariously calls people out on their bullshit and is, like, somewhat a little bit mean to people. But because she's pretty classy, she gets away with it. Also, they're on her show, so they're going to take it. She's basically, like, the mom to all these lost kids in L.A. that work for her. Yeah. Um, but, like, the brilliance of the show is it it's edited incredibly. So, like, um, other reality shows, like, they've all, like, doing the corner, like, the interview um, with people has, has been a long time running thing. That's nothing new. But what's awesome about this show is, like, they have all those which are done really well. Some of the best that I've seen, like, of any reality shows because I think they just really, like pressure to get responses out of people mm-hmm. whereas in some other shows it's just like a closet they go and talk into and they're probably not getting like a uh, full interview out of it but also when as things are happening in the show they'll edit in incredibly like clips that either affirm or negate what those people are saying that happened in the past so like They'll be like, I'm a great person. And then it will show like a montage of them like throwing up on someone's car, like cheating on somebody and then like stealing something. And it's like, oh, this is fucking hilarious. Right. Or be like, I've never really cheated on anyone. And then it'll be like them like motorboating somebody. And it's just them like saying that they like got someone pregnant in Vegas and cheated on their girlfriend. It's a lot. I highly recommend it. But as I said... We did the Jersey Shore cast. So now I've got some note cards over here on the side. I'm going to move uh, Austin's phone here. 
Can these, I assemble them myself? You can. These are the ladies that I'm giving you right oh. here. And then these are the men. And uh, you can put them in two lines, but I want you to put them in order of greatest asshole to least asshole. These are, again, no cards that I put cast member's name on. I'm going to give you oh. around a minute and a half to do it. And why don't we uh, do it to the theme song? Of Vanderpump Rules. Well, don't start it quite yet. Itself. No, we're starting. I have one thing to say before oh, I do the, okay. this review. I will say, if you haven't seen the show, bear with us because this might not make as much sense to you. But if you are that person, go out and watch the show and then come back and listen to this and relish in the asshole or not the asshole rankings. And it'll, it'll be quick. So if you're not into this, just give it like three minutes. Okay, ready? Go. Okay. Can you lower the volume, please? Okay, we have Katie. I'm going to stick her in the middle for now. Um, she drinks a lot and is mean to people. We have Stassi, who we know got kicked off the show for racist tendencies, so I'm going to put her higher. <laughs> then we have Kristen, who um, has cheated with multiple people on the show and tells people to suck a dick, so I'm going to put her slightly below Stassi, but above Katie. Then we have Lala, who... Um, is really mean, but also like needs to figure her shit out because she's really young. So I'm going to put her below Kristen. Kristen and Stassi are actually, Kristen has equaled Stassi because mm, I just realized that she is Stassi. older. So has time to learn, but she's also still an asshole. So we have Stassi tied with Kristen, then Lala, then Katie. Then we have our last two, Ariana and Sheena. I feel like Ariana is like nice, but she's also like elitist. So she's going to go below <laughs> Katie. And then we have Sheena who like, can be mean, but it's usually when other people are mean to her, and I think she just wants everyone to be happy, so she goes at the bottom of not that. Damn, that was good. All right, you've got a minute to do the guys. Oh, okay. There's, there's only there's only like five guys. Okay. So, so we have Shay. You don't have to do them around them. You can who's do uh, Sheena's ex, and they uh, famously broke up because, um, as far as we know, he had drug problems, but there might have been other things in their relationship that caused issues. But he's the first one, so he goes in the middle. Then we have Tom Schwartz, who is. Married to Katie, and he's sort of like an asshole who can't ever truly apologize, and like also like cheats on his wife by making out with random girls. So when he's he like drunk. gets away with it because apparently in making out. He's like fine. a golden retriever, like in most people's eyes, because he's like adorable, but he's sort of secretly an asshole. So I'm gonna put him even with Shay because I I don't really know all about Shay's assholeness. It's like behind the scenes. Then we have Tom Sandoval, who's married to Ariana, and. He's like sort of like her elitist, but he's not that mean, and I think he like does care about people, so he'll go into the other two. <laughs> then we have Jax, who's just like one of the biggest assholes of all time. Like he cheats on people on the show, and like he calls his wife or fiance a bitch. He's a Ted Bundy of assholes. And so he's okay, gonna go yeah. above Shay and Tom, and then lastly, James. I'll put even with Jax. James oh. is sort of like Lala, young, needs to get his shit together. He was an alcoholic, actually just like Lala, but has since become sober and has become a better person. But I still feel like underneath he has those like asshole things that the alcohol brought out. <laughs> Maybe if he um, continues his sobriety and rids himself of those asshole things, he will raise lower down to with Tom Sandoval. I think he's pos uh, capable of it. 
That was wonderful. That Thank went you. way better than I than I was like, man, I'm not sure where this is going to go. Um, Shall I take a photo of this for oh, documentation definitely. purposes? I can do that. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll post that on the Twitter. And for those of you who uh, had to deal with this and be like, Austin, just naming people that I don't know yet again, watch the show. Um, you'll be surprised at just how much... Attra- I mean, we all know it, but how much attractive people in L.A. get away with. Can you say that if you yelled at your boss right now, you would still have a job? No, probably not, no. Right. I would say half of these people have had some issues with their workplace. Especially all the, like, men. Lisa, yes. like, gives them so much leeway. So much leeway. Um, but, yeah, thank you for doing that. I sort of just sprung that up in Austin. I enjoyed that. That was fun. Now we are moving on to shitty summary. Um, segment number two. Segment number two. And I can go ahead and explain this one. I think I can do it. Okay. I can be concise. Um, so every week, um, one of the hosts, the one that did not write the note cards for that week, is given a movie or a TV show, and their objective is to basically do a one-page somewhat book report, I guess. We call it... A shitty summary. Right? We call it the shitty summary. Basically, it's just sort of to talk about every single thing that's in the movie or that's in the show. Austin has taken the segment and made it something I don't think it originally started as, there's there's so much pride now with what Austin is I'm writing. I'm proud of my report. Yeah, Austin is treating this literally like a kid who read his first book in a book report and is like, I read it. I can talk about it. No, I didn't really, just cliff notes it. I'm really bringing it for the pod, okay? No, I appreciate that. In short, there are shitty movies or shows that we shittily summarize, a.k.a. the shitty summary. Yes, but I think I hold the hierarchy on the shitty summaries, as most of my summaries are sort of um, like going to an auction and hearing that guy uh, try to auction things out. And like, but you can't really hear what he's saying. Because of that, yeah, I'm going to make a proposal. This is news to me. What's the I know, proposal? I saved the proposal till now. I propose that for this segment, we rid ourselves of the clock. Not write too long of summaries, but that way we can read them in a manner that's understandable and is delivered in a nice way. Austin said that so carefully as to not piss me off. I'm really proud of my summary, even though it's shitty, but I think it's fun. And I'd like to be able to read the whole thing. Okay, I'm okay with that, but let's not get this. We won't get out of hand. Well, that's the thing. Austin takes an inch and runs a mile all the time. Well, if it gets out of hand, then we'll reel it back. Plus, again, part of it is the fact that it has to be shitty, and now I have to compete with Mr. Gold Star over here. I know, but I think shitty should be in the sense of, like, it's a shitty movie, and we're doing a shitty summary of it, not that, like... We can't deliver it well because we're, like, rushing. Oh, shots fired. Because I feel rushed sometimes, too. All right, but this, they, like I like I said, like we said, we're not going to go above, like, three minutes or four minutes. Like oh, yeah. I, I don't think it will take me that long, but I haven't test run it, so we'll see. All right, well, so for this week, um, I originally gave Austin the movie Crossroads. <sighs> Never heard of it. You're kidding. 
I mean, maybe if you talked about it, I'd recommend I literally it. told Austin about this movie <laughs> a few days ago. We were reminiscing on the wonderful, wonderful cinematic experience, Showgirls. And then I mentioned Crossroads, the movie with Britney Spears when she goes across. Oh, yeah. That was it. That was Crossroads. Okay. Um, it was, it, it's so, it's bad and good and all these things. But then for some reason, I thought about the movie he actually did today for the summary, Flowers in the Attic. I will say nothing about it because that's all him. But boy, oh boy, do I have opinions on this movie. Um, so, have you seen this movie? Oh, yeah. I don't know which one you did. There's a few different... I think there's a few different... Yeah, um, I'll talk about that in my summary. Oh, excuse know. me. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm going to look at the clock, take note of where we're at, and then I will uh, let you go at it. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> Flowers in the Attic is a 2014 made-for-TV movie, Red Flag Number 1, that premiered on the Lifetime Network, Red Flag Number 2. It's based on the 1979 V.C. Adams novel of the same name, which was the first book in the five-part Dolan Ganger series. There's also a 1987 version of this movie that I didn't realize existed until I was done writing this shitty summary, and I didn't want to clarify with you which one you intended for me to summarize to avoid having to go back and rewrite this. <laughs> this one is rated 5.8 on IMDb, while... The one I summarized is rated 6.1, so the 1987 version may in fact be shittier. The movie begins with the four Dollinganger children, Chris, 14, played by Mason Dye of Teen Wolf fame, Kathy, 12, played by Kernan Shipka, who lucky for her appeared in Mad Men, so this movie doesn't show up as her top credit, and five-year-old twins Carrie and Corey, played by two kids I've never heard of. The kids live happily in Pennsylvania with their parents, Christopher, played by another guy I've never heard of, and Corrine, who Lifetime somehow convinced Heather Graham to play. For some reason, everyone's name in this family starts with a C, which made the shitty summary really shitty to write. Fortunately for us, one of them is about to bite the dust. Shit hits the fan when the patriarch of the family, Christopher Sr., becomes fender meat in a car crash. This breaks the family and leaves them swamped with debt. Shortly after this, the new single mother, Corrine, announces to the kids, Chris, Kathy, Carrie, and Corey, <laughs> that they have to move to live with her rich parents in Virginia, and also casually mentions that her relationship with them was so bad that she changed her last name. When they get to Foxworth Hall, yes, Corrine's parents are so rich that they name their home. Corrine's mother, Olivia, who is played by the ever-creepy Ellen Burstyn, takes the children up to a small room in the attic, red flag number three, because apparently they're wasn't room elsewhere in her mansion for the kids. They're given a list of rules and told to stay in the attic at all times. What a welcome by their grandmother. Corrine tells the kids that her father, Malcolm, disowned her after she eloped with their father, Christopher, because he was technically her half-uncle. Red flag number four. As he was her father's younger half-brother. Because of this ancestral move, her and her kids were removed from her parents' will. She promises her kids that she'll convince their grandfather to forgive her, and once she does, she'll introduce them to him, because apparently he has no clue about them, and they can all live happily ever after in Foxworth Hall. Corrine quickly becomes the worst mom of all time. She starts visiting her kids less and less, and she's beginning to enjoy being rich again, and apparently that makes you not care that you've ditched your kids in the attic. <laughs> 
She also starts dating the family lawyer, Bart Winslow. She eventually tells her kids that her dad, Malcolm, forgave her, but she lied to him and told him she didn't have any kids. So because she can't admit to her ancestral baby-making, the kids have to stick it out in the attic until their grandpa dies. Corrine eventually stops visiting her kids altogether over the next year. So the kids are living in the freaking attic and not getting any sunlight. The twins, Carrie and Corey, growth, the twins' growth, has been stunted, and the older kids, Chris and Kathy, have started to hit puberty. Puberty. <laughs> I'm out of red flags at this point, folks. <laughs> Chris accidentally walks in on Kathy while she's trying on her first bra. Olivia, the grandmother, sees this and flips out, calling them sinners and threatens to cut off Kathy's hair as punishment. Obviously, it's always the girl's fault. Chris is able to stop her from going 1950s school teacher on Kathy, so Olivia tells them she won't feed them for a week if Chris doesn't cut off his sister's hair himself. The kids don't comply with Olivia's demand. Partway into their week without food, Kathy wakes up to find that Olivia stuck tar into her hair while she was sleeping. Man, this family is really fucked. Which leads to Chris having to cut off her hair anyways. While they're engaged in this weirdly, for some reason, romantic moment, Chris tells his sister that she's beautiful. Nice. Another year goes by, and the Dolling Ganger kids haven't seen their mom in months. Kathy and Chris decide that Corrine has abandoned them, and they pl- begin planning an escape for themselves and the twins. Corrine finally shows up to announce that she's married the family lawyer, Bart, and the reason that she hasn't been to see them was that they were honeymooning in Europe. She gets mad that the kids don't seem happy for her and completely neglects to realize that the twins have just stopped growing altogether. <laughs> Olivia shows up with donuts for the kids and claims that their mom sent them. But to break the tension of someone being nice to them for once, she decides to beat Chris with a belt after he demands to be called by his name instead of boy. Now Kathy has her turn of taking care of Chris in another weirdly romantic scene. She then admits to him that she's scared of losing him, and he promises his sister nothing will happen to him. The next time Olivia returns, Chris distracts her by telling her she was right about the kids being the devil's spawn, and is able to get a copy of the attic key imprinted in soap. They use the impression to carve a wooden key. Chris and Kathy start leaving the attic at night to steal money from their mother and increments to buy train tickets to escape Foxworth Hall for good. During one of the raids... Kathy sees Bart, their new stepdad, asleep and kisses him. Red flag number 1,000. Later in the attic, Chris angrily confronts Kathy about the kiss. She ensures, him that, <laughs> she ensures him that it doesn't mean anything to her and that she only did it out of curiosity. They kiss and it leads to them having sex. Pause for a dramatic effect. Jesus Christ. Post-incestual coitus, Kathy comes up with the idea for them to move to Florida and Chris tells her that he loves her. The twins' health has further dwindled due to the poor oxygen and light, lack of light in the attic. Kathy tells their mother and grandmother that Corey, one of the twins, is sick and needs to be taken to the hospital. The next day, Corrine tells the three remaining kids that Corey has died of pneumonia and that they already buried him. Kathy and Chris realize they're in some next-level shit now. Devastated by their brother's death and terrified something might happen to them, too, they decide to take all the money they've stolen and scoop up as much jewelry as they can throughout the house so they can finally make their escape. During their mission to collect jewelry, they find out that their mother and Bart no longer live in Foxworth Hall at all. Mother of the Year goes to Corey. <laughs> they also overhear a conversation between two of the house staff that their grandfather actually died months ago and that Olivia has been putting out poison to kill the mice in the attic. 
Kathy realizes that Corey's pet mouse died after eating the donuts Olivia brought them, meaning that the poison the help was talking about was left for them. Soon after, Olivia attempts to take the key from the kids, but Chris restrains her long enough for Kathy and Carrie to escape. Chris shuts her in a room with the lights off, which panics Olivia because she's claustrophobic. Conveniently. She yells out to the kids that it was actually the mom that was poisoning them, but they ignore her and escape through a window. The kids leave on foot and board the train to Florida. Chris promises that it's all over, and Kathy vows to get revenge against her mother. Mm. Clearly, between the two of them, Kathy had more foresight, as there were four more books, three of which were also made into movies by Lifetime. As of the writing of this shitty summary, Lifetime has announced no plans of adapting the final book into a made-for-TV movie. There was heart. There was humor. There was just a real appreciation of this book and movie. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, credit where credit is due. Um, I will say, though, that babies are born in pretty shitty places since the beginning of time. Cold, dark, claustrophobic, and they didn't die of pneumonia. So maybe it wasn't the attic, as we saw. Maybe, uh, yeah, they killed him. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. That's Um, a little fishy. You know, this is... Did you mention when this book was... was, Or he was poisoned. Well, when was this book made? I think you might have talked about it. Um, I think it was like... It was like the 60s, if I'm I'm not mistaken. 70s. I know it was banned a few places or a few states or I don't fucking know. So my summary says the 1979 novel. Okay, so maybe it was 79. But I feel like that might be... I don't know if that's correct or not. I just feel like, who was this novel for? Who was this movie for? Like, yeah, that's right, seventy nine. But can can you can you help me answer that? Not from your summary. Austin can put the laptop down now. From his own opinion, like, who do you think this was for? Was this like for like mothers who just like wanted like smutty romance? Because if you want that, like, I don't want like it doesn't need to be children in the attic. I think it's like a thriller. So, it's so crazy, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like a weird thriller, but then it turns into a series. So, I'm curious, is it supposed to be like a YA series? or? That's what I'm saying, though. It's like socially acceptable incest and smut. And also, the mom was into the incest. The daughter kissed not a uh, true un- uh, dad, but like... Uh, Sometimes, sometimes when you're in that situation, there's no one else. You got it. Like, it's kind of like you go into caveman mode. Like, you have to keep the species alive. This uh, author really had foresight. I mean, <laughs> so incest these days, hot. I am. Uh, hot topic. No. Uh, Not hot, hot, but like. A hot topic. It's hot, hot uh, subject. There you go. Okay. So what I do know is that um, I'm going to ruin the next few movies for you here. I believe they end up getting married. Nice. The brother and the sister. And then they have kids who might figure out or find out about this stuff. Because you can't keep that shit a secret. That shit follows you to your grave. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I can't remember. I think she does get her revenge, though. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wouldn't have guessed. (laughs) It's so crazy normally a lot of the time when uh when parents tell you not to read certain books or people 
like it's like eh, you're being you're 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 being a lot. But I guess if someone had told me not to read this book, I would sort of understand where they were coming have from. Have you read the actual book? I have not. I've wanted to. Mm. Should I? Yeah, should it be? Not? Should I do a book report? Should I do a <laughs> shitty book report? We've already got the movie version. Maybe in episode one thousand we can do that. Oh great! <laughs> uh, no, I think you did a really, really fantastic job. Thank you. I put my heart and soul and, and blood, sweat, and tears into it. Would you want to watch the movie sometime? Yeah, I'd be down. You know, that's what's interesting. Like these shitty summaries, like. You could make an argument that we're giving away, like, the topics of the movies. But at least for me, like, a lot of these movies are movies that I would never have watched. Yeah. But reading about them and doing the summary, like, piques my interest in seeing them just because of, like, how bad they are. You know? Or, like, how – like, I'm like, how – these things that I've read about, how do these ridiculous things occur in the movie? Like, I want to see how they build up to it. Yeah. I'm got, I got you. I'm, I'm a good – I'm a fan of shitty movies. Shitty movie watching is – my fate one of my favorite activities and shows because we've done shows too well yeah here's the thing though movies like you're you're in and you're out sometimes shows it's like you really got to commit to just watching trash for like 30 hours i will say i think it's easier to do a summary of a movie than Mm -hmm. the shows so austin what are you drinking today what are you drinking today what are you drinking today perfect our last segment mm-hmm. where we like to highlight what we're drinking today. If you didn't uh, derive to that from the title. Austin leaves the room and some old gentleman with an accent comes in and talks about what he's drinking. What are you drinking today? So I want to welcome that man. Um, thank you for being here today oh, with thank us. thank you. Thank you. What are you drinking today, sir? Today I am drinking... Quincy Burnett and the Swinging Sausages. All right, that's it. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> this is a beer brought to you by our favorite local brewery who we have talked about many times on the pod, they, Austin Beer Works. They owe us money now with the way that we have been uh, fucking advertising I, them. Honestly, I'm just, I'm genuinely happy they're still in business given yep. lots of places haven't even closed. They, uh, I probably mentioned it before when we've talked about it. But they geniusly amongst COVID have been coming out with new beers, almost a new beer every week or every other week. And I think that's done a really good job of like getting people to go and buy beer to go because they've got new options that people want to try. But this one is actually a collab that they did with a brewery from Chicago called Solemn Oath. And this was released uh, the week of 4th of July. And, again, it's called Quincy Burnett and the Swingin' Sausages. On the front of it, it hilariously has a hot dog and a steak. And they both have arms and legs and cowboy boots and cowboy hats. And they're dancing. Hence the name, Swingin' Sausages. It's a pretty cool can. I mean, think that's the other thing that I really like about them. Is that, like, there's all this really cool artwork. Yeah, they always have unique cans. This one's, like... Very old school Americana since it was coming out on the 4th with like the font they use and it's cream with red and blue on it. Um, I think it's only like 4.5 ABV, um, but perfect for a summer beer. And it's a tall boy, which is nice. I rated it 4.25 on untapped. Nice. Um, 
So, kind of like every week, I somehow find myself drinking a more exciting drink while eating dinner. And then once we get here, I am drinking New Amsterdam lemon vodka with uh, grapefruit, uh, sparkling water. Do you want me to go grab the drink that you had during dinner? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll be back. Yeah, Austin's going to go. And uh, I'm, I'm sort of usually in the seltzer game. I think before I've talked about how there's consistent slew of seltzers that come out um on an almost daily basis in fact today Tobo Chico said that they were releasing their seltzer um exciting news that is exciting news I mean we all waited they took forever um now I kind of feel like shit if you're releasing its seltzer I don't know what you have to do to like really make that seltzer like anybody give a damn about it. But the one I am uh, I drank during dinner is the is Wild Basin. They are from Oscar Blues Brewery. And uh, this one in particular was a cucumber peach flavor, which I really enjoy because all of their cans have these unique flavors that aren't just like lime, raspberry, cherry. They're getting old. It's yeah, like switch it up a bit, like just a little bit. Um, who are we talking about recently that was decided to pa- to pair their Bon and Vive. Bon and Vive, but we're talking about someone that was pairing their liquor with like a Coke. Oh, um, is Jack's doing that? Yeah, Jack's doing that. Like, Jack Daniels, they're they're doing um, cans of Coke now that have some of the whiskey in it. Um, but beyond that, I will give this. This is five percent alcohol too. A lot of them are like four point five percent or four percent, and it's only a hundred calories. I'll give it a a four point two five out of five. Wow, very good. Mm-hmm. Plus the artwork's pretty neat too. Yeah, it's a lot less boring than some of the other ones, like you were saying, with the simple flavors mm-hmm. and simple artwork, and it's nice. That's nice. So, um, I think we're moving on to the, excuse me, the part and point of this podcast. Something like Reading that. our favorite posts and bringing down judgment and verdict. Are they our favorite posts or are they just posts that elicit great responses? Both. Both. Okay. Posts that piqued our interest. Okay. Um, so I am going first, uh, this week. Um, the first post comes to us from Additional Pizza 805. I love that name. That's a great username. <laughs> get so upset when I, like, just simplistic, fun usernames. What, also, what, a, one of the most beautiful blessings in life, Additional Pizza. Normally you run out of pizza, there's not enough pizza. Additional pizza, that's a great thing. Leftover pizza, exceptional. I think, like, the hero of any story is the person that just shows up with the pizza. Or or just is, like, or... Most popular person in the room. Or they order the pizza, like, because they're there in an event at your place. And then they could take that pizza with them. But instead, they're just like, no, you guys eat it. And you're like, thank you. Now I can, like, binge the pizza without feeling bad that's- when I stopped myself at two slices before. Mm-hmm. All right. Am I the asshole for kicking my cousin off of my sister's wedding Zoom call? My, 27 male, 
older sister, 30 female, and her fiance, 31 male. Okay, this guy's older sister and her fiance were pl planning for over a year for their wedding to be this month. Obviously, they can't have the wedding as planned, but they still would like to get married. So they uh, decided on a Zoom wedding where all of the friends and families just call in to watch the officiant, my sister, and her fiance. My sister didn't want to be in charge of hosting the Zoom call because she thought it would stress her out. So she asked me to, and I gladly accepted. She and her fiance decided to invite everyone they originally wanted to, and it was a very big list. When we were going over the list, my sister mentioned to me that she wanted everyone else to be muted for the majority of the wedding as she was worried that others would talk over her and her fiance and, quote, overshadow them on their big day that was already scaled down. However, her and her fiance said that I should unmute everyone at one point so everyone could talk and have a nice time with each other. Fast forward to the day of the wedding. Everyone is muted during the ceremony, which goes great. And so I then unmute everyone and asked to please raise a hand if they'd like to talk so it doesn't get confusing. My cousin, around my age, starts waving his hands crazily, and he's with his longtime girlfriend, also similar age. He's a very gregarious guy, so I was not surprised. Then he says stuff like, my sister and her husband are such an inspiration. It's giving me the courage to do this. Then turns to his girlfriend and pulls out a box that is the size of an engagement ring box. I immediately saw this as him trying to steal the spotlight, something he's done since we were kids. Um, he would secretly mess up my sister and I's drawings that the adults would praise ours and booted him off the call. Then I quickly announced that my cousin had technical difficulties and would not be joining again. Very smooth. Everyone else accepted this and we went about talking and my sister and her husband did too. The rest of the wedding went smoothly, except for the fact that my cousin keeps texting me angrily, saying that he finally wanted to propose as a surprise with family all around him, and I ruined it. My aunt and uncle texted me the same. Am I the asshole? When you said size of an engagement ring box, I was like, no! God. <laughs> this is like wedding like 101. You don't wear a white dress to the wedding. You don't propose at it. What was what's so crazy is that we have had a few posts like this, I think. We have had situations where like people do inappropriate things at people's uh, bridal showers, um, weddings, just like stuff where it's like, guys, we all know the etiquette here. But the reason this is so crazy is because people are still doing that shit on Zoom weddings. Like, it's like people can't contain their crappiness. They're like, I like how he's just waving frantically, like, hey, over here, I got something. God. <laughs> like, even if it's a virtual event, people's, like, asshole meter is still 100%. Oh, yeah. If anything, it's, like, less refined now because they haven't had as much, like, social interaction. The assholeness is just bubbling at the seams. Also, can we, like, talk about how, apart from how shitty it is to propose at someone's wedding, virtual or not, can we talk about how crappy it is to get engaged in a Zoom call? My first question was, when they got kicked off the call, did he still propose? <laughs> oh God, or was he just sitting there with the ring box and, like, upset that they got kicked off? Oh god i didn't even think about that i was so worried about the bride and groom like figuring it out 
that I didn't think about the asshole who was proposing. <laughs> I am going to go out on a limb and say, like, if you are the one that's... If you're going to be engaged to in that type of way, then you're, like, probably accepting of that type of engagement. Like, you like it, like too? Like, if you're, if you're dating somebody that's going to engage in that type of way, you're probably, like, decent chance you're accepting of it. I can see that. I just think it's so weird on... It's so weird on so many ends, but especially for the guy who's proposing because I assume if OP knows him, then it's, and and he said his relationship with him, then it's the guy's family. So this guy is proposing in front of his family. It's not even like the girl's family. Isn't that yeah, sort of weird, too? in front of his family. That's sort of... I think that's sort of strange in yeah. itself. Like, if you're someone that wants to get engaged in front of family, like, and it's just your family, not hers, That too. really goes to show, like, how conceited he is. That he's or like, selfish. I don't, or selfish. Like, I don't give a shit, really, about what her family thinks. Like, my parents need to be there. <laughs> and, like, everyone to Digitally. See, yeah. I, I want everyone to ask to see the ring up against the camera. I mean, I don't think it's hard... But I do want to read the first comment. I think you have a calling in charge if the United States of the United States War Room, not the asshole grade safe. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a few other ones that are that are, I think, pretty humorous. Um, basically, what you said: people who propose, make baby announcements, wear white dresses, or do other things that pull focus from the wedding couple are complete assholes. I think I want to give OP um, a shout-out for acting quickly and swiftly. Yes. Exceptional commandship of the Zoom meeting. Not the asshole. Yeah, just because I feel like I can barely navigate a Zoom meeting with my boss and I. Like, there's always that moment when we end this two-person meeting that we have every Monday where we're like, okay, well, I'll see you if you need anything from me. And we're both on the meeting for like 10 extra seconds trying to leave it. And those 10 seconds feel like hours. So the fact that this guy was able to just sort of be like, no, fuck you. I'm you're done. This is why you don't do work calls with video. Because I, I have if to. you're doing the work calls with just audio, like nobody's talking during that time. And it's not that big deal when you're leaving. But oh, with yeah. video, you're just sitting there awkwardly. Like, trying to find where the end call button on the screen Sometimes is. Sometimes I pretend, like, I don't, um, like, I can't, like, I can't find it. Even though I'm, I'm pressing it, it just won't end. <laughs> I'm like, this needs to, to go quicker. Um, but, yeah, someone who can, can take, who can take control of a, what I assume is at least 50 people in a Zoom call for a wedding, you have skills. That is something you can put on a fucking resume later in life. Yeah, that's a... Uh... That's a talent right there. Obviously, I'm going to go definitely not the asshole. Um, I I pretty much kind of read this one just because, I mean, fuck, when else would this ever be a thing? Can you imagine a world like two years ago where you were like, come to my Zoom wedding? It's like, oh, shit, sorry to make your real wedding. You're having a Zoom wedding, too. Are you living on Mars? Like, why? (laughs) Yeah, what's going on? Why can't I be there? What's happening? I love how the guys like aunt and uncle were backing him up, like, why the fuck would you kick our son off when he was about to engage or get engaged? Jesus. People these days. Am I right? <laughs> so what's your consensus? 
not the asshole. Just yep. want to hear it. Just got to hear it. Shall we move along to post number two? Let's do it. Post number two comes to us from user Branch Loans, L-O-N-E-S. Am I the asshole for saying my wife wasn't my dream girl in a trivia game? Yes. It's not looking great. It's the question itself. So my wife and I have been doing a game night every so often with some other couples via Zoom since we can't go out and see people lately. I feel you, dude. Right now, <laughs> we were playing this card game the other night that was basically a trivia game for couples to play. I'm just trying to talk how I feel like this guy talks. Oh, yeah. And you are asked a question, and you write down your answer, and your partner has to guess what they think you answered. If they guess correctly, your team gets a point. Whichever couple knows each other the best wins. So, some of the questions in this version were a little spicy, and one of the questions was. Who is your dream man slash woman to have sex with? I wrote down my spin instructor since my wife knows I think she's hot and thought she'd guess her and we'd get a point. Well, fuck me. Turns out every other husband either wrote down their wife or a celebrity slash fictional character. My wife was livid and upset. I tried to explain I didn't actually want to do anything with my spin instructor, instructor and I never even briefly considered being unfaithful. It was just me trying to play the game. She doesn't believe me, saying everyone else's instinct was women who didn't exist, or better yet, their wives. I feel really bad, but also really confused. I don't know how to deal with this. Is she overreacting, or am I an asshole? And no need to tell me about the Curb Your Enthusiasm enthusiasm episode. No, I hadn't seen it. Yes, I've seen it now. Almost every man there sent me references to it as soon as the video was off. Okay, we'll talk about that later because I know you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. There's a lot of things to talk about. I actually don't know the episode in question. That's, that's I've the, seen all the episodes, but I can't think of it. Right I now. could see how Larry David, though, would use this as a way to basically just say the, the right, the person he's thinking of, and people would be like, you can't do that. And then he would be, Austin literally pulled a hair out of his nose, looked at it for three seconds, and then threw it Sorry. on my carpet. I did it without thinking about it. Sometimes as a man, you've got nose hairs and you just got to pull them dude, out. Look, dude, I clip my nails and throw them on the carpet. That's disgusting. I have no problem with a pig in the nose hair. The problem was looking at it for three seconds. Just throw it. It was a second and a half. I was trying to see if I got it. You All right. Tell. So going back to what is more important here is that living and upset are the same thing. I'm sorry you're not educated. Secondly, this guy's a dick, right? Yeah, not a good move. This is like such a, it's such Obviously, a dick thing. Obviously, you put your wife. If you don't put your wife, you put a celebrity. I'll say this. I didn't even, when I, when I. You never ever put someone that's in your own life. That's, that's insane. That's not a thing. That's yeah. not a, that is, that is like rule number one. How quickly do you want to get divorced? Number one is. Spin and Talk about how hot a woman in your life is that is not your wife. And that is like ground number one for divorce. If I heard this question, I would think it's a celebrity crush question. I would probably answer as a celebrity crush or somebody that's like somebody or like a, yeah. an athlete yeah. or just somebody that you know that your partner is like pretty in love with. Like for me, I would hope that you would pick Michelle Obama for me to put a real person 
when you're around friends, I, I'm like mortified. I'm like cringing just thinking about being in that room. Yeah, that would be so awkward. So who's your crush? Who would be here? When this question popped up, I genuinely didn't know like who I would say in that moment. So I think I would just like, it's hard because like, it's sort of, in my opinion, it's sort of lame that people wrote their like, Significant others. Significant others. I think that's lame. Because how the question was phrased, like they're trying to get you like dream man woman. Like that's so lame. I mean, it. it I guess it didn't specifically say it's a celebrity or whatever. But but I think it's somebody that you don't know. That's the only way that's appropriate. Is it someone you don't know? Right. I'm trying to think about. Like, also, like dream implies it's like fantasy, not going to happen. So obviously. Your significant other, hopefully it's going to happen with them. <laughs> right. Like, the worst part about all of this is that this guy might be able to date his spin instructor when his wife divorces him for this. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose this to you. Who is your dream person? Well, that's what I'm saying. Also, you, better, you better say someone that's not real or I will kill you. <laughs> it's hard. I don't, well, I don't really have anyone. I guess maybe I would say, like, Zac Efron. That's a good pick. I would fuck Zac Efron. Yeah, I would too. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like Zac Efron. Something like that. Something, like, so unattainable. Yeah. Like, you're never even going to meet him. Right. Let alone take a spinning class with him. Yeah, I can't think of anyone, like, on the spot immediately. Awesome. Like I if I had time, I could have like a top five though. Okay, for, like right. celebrity crushes. Okay, that's fair. But I don't know. I don't. I don't. I've never been like someone to like obsess over like one type of celebrity. Like have them on the wall or whatever. Same. Like there'll be tons of celebrities, and I'll be like, yeah, they're like fucking hot. Yeah. Um, but like, I've never been one to have like a crush or obsession with like. Yeah, one person. I don't obsession either i um i dated someone in obsession with jessica alba at least she was beautiful because it's always weird when someone has an obsession i definitely like really liked jessica alba when i was younger she was like uh ding, ding. one that i liked a lot so i i she could be in my she could be in your dream in my dream, dream list or whatever girls yeah but like playing this game you got to say someone you've talked about recently you know like right. if you're trying to get the other person to guess it yeah that's yeah. true. I was gonna. I, I feel like Zach Efron would be. Like, I don't think either one of us would guess who the other person was gonna say. No, that's so hard. Before I'm in the situation, now you know. Um, Zach Efron. Zach Efron. I mean, who knew that I took him playing Ted Bundy for me to really be into? That's when you knew. <laughs> that's when you knew he was your guy. Um, I don't even. Yeah, I don't know who I would say. I think I'd probably make a joke and be like Ben Bishop. Oh. Or like. I don't think he's your style. No, for you. I know. He's, <laughs> he's super tall, though. Like, crazy tall. You'd be dwarfed by him. No, he's also you. happily married and has kids. I'm talking about you. That would be your Oh, that, that would be, be my that pick. That would be your dream. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's how I would put Um So, getting back to, like, the reality of what this is. Um, this guy is not only shitty to his wife because it's not like the two of them are like who's your who's your dream person like they're talking about a potential maybe threesome that could happen or just like something that's like way like it's between them and there's a lot more trust going on this is again in front of a lot of people so this guy not only like upset his wife he like made the situation super awkward for his friends and just like 
made, I, I mean, I would feel so fucking like ugly, pathetic, all these other terrible things if you were just like, yeah, you know that girl that I fucking see all the time at work? She's so hot. <laughs> What? Well, I think it's funny. He tries to play it off by I saying know. What is he? his wife knows I think she's hot and I thought she'd guess her so we'd get a point. But like, why? Like, even if you think she's hot and your wife knows that, like, your dream, like, person to have sex with shouldn't be like that. Like, your wife isn't going to think that you're going to put that person, even if you think they're hot, because only an idiot would do that. <laughs> And, like, how embarrassing it's going to be to everybody at, like, the party. So embarrassing. That is true, Also, it's, like, so, like, it sounds terrible because it's so stereotypical. Like, you know, like, cheated with my spin instructor. Jesus. My, like, my secretary, the the woman, like, uh, in the front office, something like like that. straight up a porn. Yeah. I, uh, no, it is weird because, I mean, I don't think it's weird when people, when, when, somebody find somebody else in the real world hot i mean that that's real life i refuse to believe that every married couple is just so in love that they don't find other people hot to tell their significant other and for that not to be weird is actually i guess a pretty trusting relationship if that's the way it goes but that's the end of that line right yeah that's it like um so what are the comments so the top comment is you're the asshole who humiliates their wife in front of friends. Oh, right, you do. I would strongly suggest you quit your spin class immediately and spend as much time and effort as it may take groveling to win back your wife's trust. Good grief, man. <laughs> I really, I wish we could Google quickly and maybe we will later and it'll come back to you what that Curb Your Enthusiasm episode is about. Yeah, I really can't um, think of it. There's been so many seasons and they've been so spaced out that I it's been a while since I've seen some of them. I can't. Do you think he should quit his spin class? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And maybe like stop talking about how you think she's hot. Keep that to yourself. Jesus yeah. Christ, it's not that hard. Uh, not like th- the only way that like this would be acceptable is like if she was in the class with him too and she also had a crush mm, on the teacher. And, that like, would be, yep. Or the instructor, rather. But, Jesus. Not a good move. This is this is textbook 101. <laughs> like, I could find any person who has no credentials and being in a relationship, and they would be like, oh, you don't do that. That's a no-go. <laughs> That's a no-go. Um, you're, yeah, I'm going to say uh, you're the asshole. I agree. You're the asshole, OP. Ding! We're going to move on to post three here. Um, this is brought... To you, oh, sorry, brought to us by attention, but it's A T T N to data one L. Attention to detail. I feel so, I just, I feel so upset by not getting that quicker. I'm, I'm upset. Okay. Am I the asshole for being concerned with my boyfriend's obsession with apples? So my boyfriend takes a saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Very, very serious. He usually has a minimum of three apples a day. The first one he eats in the car on the way to work. He tells me he just throws the apple core out of the window into grass, which is a bit douchey for littering in my opinion, but whatever. 
The second, he usually eats before or after lunch. Then the third is before he brushes his teeth at night. Not going to lie, I don't think this is healthy. I mean, it's bad to have things in excess, right? I understand that apples are good for you. This is a tad bit too far. Not to mention it can become kind of expensive and takes up a significant amount of space in the fridge. He wants his apples cold and crispy. (laughs) So it was my turn to get groceries. The store was a complete clusterfuck, and I was stressed trying to social distance, and I completely forgot to get the apples, as well as some other things, too. It was not malicious at all, and I only realized this once we got home and unpacked the food. He starts losing his shit. That he's got, he's, that he's only got enough apples to last till the end of the day, and he needs it for his drive to work tomorrow. I said, you need it? What's going to happen if you don't have a morning apple? He claimed that it just gets his day going, that eating the apple calms his mind down and eases stress. I told him that this makes me a bit concerned, and that there's other healthier ways of coping, and offered to find a therapist for him. Well, he wasn't happy with that. He visibly got stressed out and just hopped in the car. I suppose you went to the grocery store because he came back with a couple bag of apples. <laughs> but he locked himself in the basement and hasn't come out since. What have I done wrong in this situation? I'm just concerned for him. There's no am I the asshole, but I'm going to say, am I the asshole? This is the silliest post we've seen in a long time. I love silly posts like this. Um, I didn't know if you wanted to read comments. You can just put it here. I love silly posts like this that have no, um, you know, you know these people are real, so I guess the relationship is hanging out on thread here, but there's no stakes, right? Like, nobody's... Like, this isn't going to end their relationship? I mean, mean, if his obsession is that bad, it might. (laughs) Um, but you just, you have a, in, in my head, at least I'm thinking like, man, no kids are fucked over here. Like nobody's feeling worthless about and themselves the, because they were, they were, uh, put up against their spin instructor. Yeah. Compared to the, um, realities of some of the other posts, like it's lower and easier to laugh at because it's not as serious. I, uh, when I read this kind of, um, you know, because we do read some of them before or at least half of them just to kind of see where they're going. I, uh, I was thinking maybe he had an addictive personality and he might or like maybe the apple was compensating because he had been like really into eating junk food for a long time. And so this is his way of like coping with that. I just always thought there was like some underlining reason why somebody wouldn't to eat three apples a day. Cause that's not normal. I don't care what anybody says. That's weird. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not even going to try to like say what the comments are yet, but the defense of people being like, why are you hating on him? He's eating healthy. No one should need to eat three of the same fruit every day to not lose their fucking shit. I have a contort. Austin's obsessed with his stupid bananas. Sometimes well, I, I think I want to take them away. <laughs> so I I do have an apple every day at lunch, but um, but do you need it? <laughs> my contort is one. This is not unhealthy. Like you could make you could like apples do have sugar in them, 
That would like that's a the downside of fruit is how much sugar is in fruit. So like you could make that argument, but the reality of it is like if he needs something to eat on the way to work, like you know, some people just want to have something in their stomach like at the start of the day. Maybe he doesn't eat breakfast. That's how I am. Or sometimes. in the evening. Like there's a lot I worse things. I just want to eat. Exactly. There's mm-hmm. a lot worse things you can sustain that craving with than apples. So I, I agree with that. I feel like if you were eating a granola bar a day with all the fucking sugar they actually have or something like that, that might not be as healthy. I completely relate to the idea of feeling like just like full where like strawberries or apples or any or like just something like that. If I eat enough of them, I'm not get tempted to eat as much other crap that I want to eat. Yeah. So like I feel like the health the, her health thing is just like trying to grasp at straws of like a way to say that That's like stupid. he shouldn't be as obsessed with this. Um, my second contort is that like there is like a a boundary here, you know, of when like something becomes quote unquote obsessive versus like when somebody just wants something to like because it's part of their routine or like makes them feel good and like they could live without it but like they really like their life with it yeah and like having an apple in the morning at lunch and before you go to bed i feel like isn't eclipse the line where like it's becoming too much like he's not like can't function if he doesn't have the apple well um uh- I do okay. I do think that because OP is the non apple eater here that there might be like some bias in that he was upset because she had maybe been pushing on him to not eat the apples. I'm sorry, did she have bias where it's like Granny because, Smith's golden, <laughs> golden delicious? This is a oh my God, yeah. what apples does this she is across hate? the aisle apple household. But, I mean, didn't she say how she had, like, mentioned to him before this that she thought that it was, like, not good for him to be eating this many apples? So, like, they've probably had this discussion. So I think that he feels like she maliciously did this, and that's, like, what upset him. Not that he can't, like, truly function. No, I agree with you. Um, Do I think it's unhealthy to eat three apples a day? I mean, shit, like 90% of Americans eat more unhealthy. Or or rather, there are other things that people do that are way more concerning than eating three apples a day, right? Um, So on that front, it's like I I don't give a fuck about what she said about that. Like, that's annoying to me. Um, I do think that sometimes it's not a crime for a partner to point out things that are fucking weird. Like, if it's not hurting anybody, most people would be like, don't mention it. But also, if you're having to go out of the way of inconveniencing your partner, getting, like, making sure you're, like, 27 apples are lined up for the week, like, then that's a little, that's weird. Like, then that's, that, that becomes, like, a two-person, um, just, like, I don't know, endeavor to make sure that there's enough apples for everyone or for him. <laughs> like, it's not just like I do this thing you don't like. I mean, I, I mean, I, 
I mentioned it. I've done, I do so many things. I'm sure Austin doesn't like, like biting my nails and leaving it. Like that's disgusting. But like, I don't ask you to, to bite my nails for me. I mean, that's not a great analogy, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't think buying <laughs> apples at the grocery store is that difficult of a task. It's not. Like when you're in a relationship and one person goes grocery shopping, like a lot of the stuff that you buy is going to be for the other person. That's just like de facto a part of like buying groceries for two people. But, like you don't share everything. Well, I agree with that, but let's go with what you were saying. Do you think she intentionally did not buy his apples for him? No, I. I mean, unless I she's I straight, unless she's know. straight lying in the post, I don't think she intentionally didn't do it. But I think that he thinks she might have because of like their prior discussion of her not approving of his apples. But here's the thing, then, if you if, if here's my retort, if you think that she didn't buy the apples on purpose then I can totally understand how someone would find her being an asshole. And I, even before that, being an asshole about just calling him out about the apple eating is that in itself. But if you really think she forgot the apples amidst, like, what a true clusterfuck uh, grocery store is right now, then when he, like, yells at her about the apples... Isn't that crazy? I don't think he yelled. Did he yell at her? Yeah. I don't think he yelled at her. Well, you can go back and read it. Um, but uh, he definitely got super pissed off for her not, like, and, and basically she called him out, like, do you need these apples? Like, holy shit. She did say he starts losing his shit. Starts losing his shit usually involves maybe not even just yelling, but, like, pacing, that he's only counting got apples. apples to last till the end of the day, and he needs it for his drive to work tomorrow. I said, you need it? What's going to happen if you don't have your morning apple? He claimed that it just gets his day going, that eating an apple calms his mind down and eases stress. So I will say that I think is understandable. Like losing his shit about it in the context of the bubble of this is an isolated incident, she forgot the apples, is unacceptable to lose his shit over it. She'd be like, come on, like you know these are important to me. Like I'm going to go grab some more. The reason... And I'm grasping here that I think he might have lost his shit is because she's mentioned to him that she thinks this is weird and and that he, like, and complained about it, I guess, in essence, that there's, like, taking up room in the fridge and stuff. And so I think it would be easy for him to think that she maliciously didn't get the apples. Oh, I totally see where that might be why he lost his shit. And he's like, you... You know this matters to me. Like, why would you do this? Yeah, no, that I, would be frustrating. I I completely agree with you um, that she that he probably thinks this is malicious in some way. My issue and my situation with it also is that, I mean, shit. If your apples are like your fucking godsend, I don't even know. Well, I mean, fight through a pandemic to get them. Jesus Christ, why is she doing it? I just find this so weird. Not even the apple eating usage, which is weird in itself. It's weird that people are defending not eating that set apple. I mean, I don't think that it's that weird. Like, I have an apple every day at lunch. Like, I don't eat anything. Would you eat two more and have to eat them, though? I could. I could see myself to eat them. (laughs) Not just want to eat them. I I will say, if I was somebody... So I don't eat breakfast. I usually just have coffee. If I were somebody that ate in the morning, I feel like I would be, like, 
because I'm already somebody that doesn't eat in the morning, like if I was going to add eating in the morning to my normal schedule, I would probably be like pretty like health conscious about it, I guess. And I do really like apples. So I could see like an apple being something eating on the way to work or like a banana or something like I've done that in the past. Um, so I could like easily see adding that. And like if it would, and you know me, like I sort of like my routine too when I had, I mean like it's sort Austin's of fucked right now during COVID, based. but like I like doing my routine too. And like, I agree. There's like a comfort and happiness that derives from like having a routine and doing it. And it like makes you feel like your day is going crazy. I don't give a fuck. The second so his, you start yelling at your wife about not bringing home apples is when you need to reevaluate where you are at with yes, your diet. I, I, that's why I'm saying I think that it might be because he felt like she did it maliciously. And that's why, like, he was yelling at her. All right. Or so, losing his shit, quote unquote. Like you say, like, you don't believe it. Well, his, she says losing his shit and then says, like, but, like, that could mean... A variety of things. Like, she did, she just said losing his shit that he's only got enough apples less at the end of the day and needs it for his drive to work tomorrow. Like Talking about grasping at straws, I feel like Austin here is, like, is, is like seen... Like, she didn't like say he was yelling about it. Like, him and being like, this isn't happening. We didn't do this. Like, he could have been, like, freaking out, like, we don't know how... All right, so why don't we read the first comments? Because I think they're kind of going to go in... In favor of what I assume is you're the asshole. I don't know. Top comment with 6.8 thousand upvotes. You're the asshole. Maybe he has an addiction to eating apples. But it sounds like a very healthy addiction. We all have our vices. Addictions are healthy. Okay, but like. <laughs> Sorry, go on. We all have our vices and he, choose, and he chose something that's good for him. You're the asshole for discouraging that and making him feel like something is wrong with him for enjoying apples every day. By the way, this is the most bizarre Am I the Asshole I've read in a long time. Truly. The second comment, though, is funny. Okay. I keep imagining him in the basement munching angrily on apples. <laughs> <laughs> Just staring at his bag of apples. So, real, real talk, I had a friend who was obsessed with eating a certain type of fruit and, like, a certain trail mix every single day because it was, like... A thing that like brought her control, and it sort of like sp- like spiked that with me. Like, I need to control every part of my routine, every part of everything. This is what I'm gonna do, and it's just like I know it sounds weird, but it sort of rubbed me that way where it was like. Well, there are people that need those things in their day to like keep them together. I get it, but the you know, like I'm saying, like like I said, I'm someone that likes routine, but I'm not somebody that like needs it to be able to function. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I mean, you could easily like swap this out and be like, this person wants their coffee every day, you know, and that is considered an acceptable addiction, but like, did you read that? No, I didn't see that at all. That's on here. Oh, no, but I was just thinking about that just now. Like I drink coffee every day. Like I'm pretty shitty in the morning if I don't have it. I mean, that is like a sign of addiction. Like but right. that, no, but that's but that a, is an addiction. but that's an acceptable. That is a de- deemed an acceptable addiction. So but like this guy, like that's still not good. Acceptable addictions are acceptable because too many people have them. 
No, right, but also <laughs> no, right. But also, there are things that aren't that unhealthy. Like having a cup of coffee every day isn't that unhealthy. It's Eating not. three apples a day absolutely isn't unhealthy. Smoking cigarettes because you're addicted to them is unhealthy, and that's not, why, like, it's but not, you're not deemed an acceptable. Addict, so you don't understand what happens when you have an addiction. You don't get it. So. Saying something is healthy, addiction is way is is a lot different than being like, I need to have this. You're okay. Well, the guy doesn't true. The guy doesn't. He doesn't crazy. He doesn't have a chemical dependence on apples. That is true. All right. So let me read my one fucking post that I think might be worth thinking about. Not the asshole. How far down did we have to go to get to this one? Okay. Not the asshole. The comments in the stud are insane. Your husband seriously won't budge on something that is kind of weird, right? There is nothing wrong or unhealthy with eating apples. And if it were solely a dietary thing, I'd write this off as, nah. But come on, people. He's visibly stressed over not having apples. He has to bring home bags of apples to make sure he can start the day right. This isn't normal. And the fact that he dodged the therapist question just to go buy apples... Shows he at least has a slight, slightly unhealthy relationship with it. I mean, what's going to happen the first time there's an apple shortage? Is he going to just give up and die the next morning? This is far from over. You legitimately should sit down and talk honestly with each other to figure out why he has such an obsession. I agree that's weird. And I agree that, like, um, it, th- it could be, like, too far. But also, it could or uh, But also, I want to say that like OP is the person on the other side of this. Like, this is coming from his wife who thinks it's weird and is annoyed at how much space it takes up in the fridge. Like, I don't think it's the fridge part. It's the constant. I mean, that was one of the first. Into every. That was one of the first things she said. I agree, but I think also what she said is this like the need to have it at every moment of the day. Yeah, but that it's only at those certain times. I guess my view on it is there's a lot of people that really need routine and like they get bugged out if they don't have it. I am not but one of those people, but I know people that have. But like people have breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Like people eat in their car on the way to work. Absolutely, like, and routine is a great part. Of like eating the same thing every day and losing your shit if it's not that same flavor. It's it is yeah it's weird. Some people might consider it crazy. My viewpoint also is it's such like a small inconsequential thing that she should just like accept it. Okay, and I will end this by by playing with you and saying that actually kind of went both ways, saying that she should just accept that he's you know maybe wants to eat all these apples, but also not thinking that it's strange that she could question why he's so obsessed if i started fucking eating pineapple three times a day for like six months (laughs) wouldn't you be like sweetie what's going on with the pineapple here like what is it what's going on here like what are what does it do for you so this can go like two ways and it's all about how it's framed like we don't really know how this guy is i know like if he truly if he truly somewhat trusting if if he truly is quote-unquote obsessive and not he was just like sort of he was pissed because he thought she might have maliciously done it then like it's probably something that's worth talking about and like even if it's just between the two of them not a therapist like if he has obsessive things that he needs in his life 
like that, then like maybe it's something that, have like a control issues. M- maybe. And so like if this is like showing itself in other things, that would give more like credence to it being something that is like maybe be an issue with him. But like if it's literally just his the apples and that he has this like routine where he likes having it and it like brings some comfort, then like I'm cool with that. I think that's fair. I just like I guess I was bringing my own thing where I really think that this is also just a as a weird thing where people start latching on to certain things to help them in moments and that becomes random crap. Yeah. And, but like with a therapist, you could fix that, but some things you can't fix. And maybe if this guy's crutch is like an apple, that's not the worst thing in the world. Oh wait, no. Oh God. (laughs) I can't believe we're still talking about this. Crutches are not good. It's coming from a guy who like, not to be, insensitive has like probably zero mental health disorders crutches are not good things you do to fix your control problems aren't good i would do random shit like that become obsessed with certain things and at to think that they helped me in life in a way where they didn't okay but in the same sense that it was me like grasping to like make this assumption that like that was why he was upset I think it's also a graph to say that this is because this guy has control problems. ESH. Is it ESH? I'm going to say... sucks here. I'm going to say everybody sucks here. I like the cold and crispy cold that they put crisp. on the apples. I mean, let's, let's all band together and say that apples in the fridge are 100% better than apples on the fucking, like, When we've talked about this, counter. it made I me think that, that like... I'm sure I've had it, but, like, I'm not used to it. And now I want to try to put apples in the fridge. They're cold and they're crispy. They're everything that you want. So maybe I should start putting our apples in the fridge. Who would have thought that the most heated debate in 20 episodes would be about apples? I'm going to say OP is the asshole. I'm going to say OP is not the asshole. All right, folks. Post... Number four time. This comes to us from user GotLucky1245. Okay. How do you feel about that? I mean, I'm intrigued. Am I the asshole for keeping a $300,000 prize to myself when I originally planned to share it with my boyfriend? Question mark. My 26 female boyfriend, 27 male is really into cars. He recently discovered a cherry project where they fixed up an old Jaguar. It's worth around $300,000. You could buy a ticket for 50 bucks to enter and the money went towards a good cause. My boyfriend is broke at the moment, so I offered to go halves with the ticket. He didn't want to because then the car wouldn't be completely his. I wasn't too worried about it and I didn't mention again. I did, however, buy a ticket for myself. Well, I won. And of August, and as of August 1st, will be the owner of the car. When my boyfriend found out, he was really excited until I told him that I was going to sell it and put half of it in my savings and invest the half of it. He said I can't sell our car without consulting him. I told him it's my car and I can do whatever I want. He now claims it was all a big misunderstanding and apparently he wanted to go halves, but he hasn't gotten around to giving me the money yet. I call BS on it, but he keeps saying that we're a couple and we should make decisions together. 
the asshole for going ahead with the plan to sell the car and keeping the money to myself. I just want to clarify, this is her boyfriend, not her husband. Yes, it's a boyfriend. Okay. Why don't you go first? Um, okay. Oh, by the way, I want to I want to put it out there um, in the Am I the Asshole universe. This is normally every week I get some posts together and give to Austin to pick some. I try to just like find ones that are entertaining enough to talk about, aka apples, I guess. Um, and uh, Austin bounced one on his own, and so I'm curious as to why he picked it. Yes, and this is that post. Yeah. So, first off, it is very important, as you had a great question, this is her boyfriend, not mm-hmm. her husband. Right. So, I will start off with, if you're dating this person and not married, do not risk the chance that you're going to buy into a lottery where you could both win $300,000. Buy your own tickets. Or don't buy them. Have one person buy them. Like. I don't agree with that. You're just setting yourself up. And like for. I mean unless you're like. Going halvesy on the ticket. Well if you're going halvesy on the ticket. You have to have like an agreement. Of what is going to come out of it. If you win. Because like clearly. The two of them. Had different like. Differing views. On what was going to happen. The guy didn't want to buy the ticket, halvesy with it, with his girlfriend, because, as she said, like, it wouldn't be completely his car. Because, I guess if he's really into cars, he would want to keep it. She probably doesn't give a shit, as, like, most people would that, like, aren't loaded about holding on to, like, this really valuable car instead of just selling it. So, like, it, it feels like to me from the outside, from the very beginning... Like, if they would have talked about it, they would have had differing opinions on what they should do with the car when they got it. Okay, but can I can I, can I I cut in here and say okay. this? There are so many times in life where somebody is put in front of a raffle situation, um, buys a ticket, and says, if I win it, I'll split it with you. Or some bullshit like sure. that. Sure. Like, that's just But if you say you that. Do. But if you say that. It doesn't no, sound to me, but I don't it, even agree with if somebody says it that they need to do it. I no, mean, you don't. I mean, like you're the one that won if you bought it. Exactly. I was gonna so, get. I was gonna get to that. Well, I. I mean, you were. I was gonna you say were that. Strolling down Fifth Avenue and <laughs> weren't letting me fucking talk. No, so. no, it wasn't like. All right. So what do you keep on going? No, I. I agree. I absolutely agree with you. Like, you didn't sign a contract. You know. Yeah. Um. But I was saying, like, if the two of y'all are, like, talking about buying a ticket and, like, it's worth this much, like, you should, like, talk about what you want to do with it, I guess. I, I know that it's, like, probably, you never think you're going to win this type of thing. Like, that, the money is, like, and because it's, like, going to a good do. cause. Yeah. But, like. I feel like you and I, at some point, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I feel like even if we did have have been at a UT game or a UT football game, and there's that thing where you, like, put 2 3 $4, and then the pot is up to, like, I don't even know what it gets up to. But let's say $60,000 for mm-hmm. the entire stadium, right? Like, what if I had won it when... Um, 
you were like, go put in some money for us. You know, where, where, where's, where's that, you know? I don't know. It's tough. Like, if I feel like if I would have said, like, hey, if I win, we can split it. Like, I would actually split it. I but would like, split it if, if like, it was a joint effort. Right. But, like... This be- guy, though. Because of how, like, weird the situation was with, like, like, him not wanting to split it because it wouldn't be entirely his. Like, that's, like... Oh, yeah. Like, that's what... That's why this situation is weird. This would be... You know, it's not... Like, a normal couple would just be like, we're going to split the ticket. hmm You know? And maybe if he was really into cars, like, he would be like, well, if we win, like, can we keep it? Yeah. And then she would be like, no, it's way too valuable to keep. We need to sell it. And he'd be like, oh, okay, I guess you're right. But these are the conversations you think... After the fact. After the fact. Yeah. You're not going to sit there assuming you win it. However, when you don't, pay for a raffle ticket of any sort again um erasing the fact if like you and i were hanging out at a game and then you were like oh can you put the money in and if we win we'll split it is a lot different than like somebody just not wanting to pay the ticket and then reaping the benefits of it like oh yeah how many times also especially after he said I don't want to split it because it wouldn't be completely mine. Like, how many times do you um, hear about those, uh, like, groups of teachers or groups of like workers oh, that, that win the yeah. lottery, and then somebody sues them because they were like a part of their ticket group, but that time they didn't pay for the ticket, yeah. and they didn't go. I'm like, well, you didn't. Sorry, like fucking the world screwed you over you didn't participate you didn't participate you didn't pay for it am i like what are you trying to win here like the fact that it just didn't happen for you so you're like this is my money like it's not your money um that's sort of how i feel in the situation it's like he wants to be a part of it he's not she won it and also like he straight up said he didn't want to split a ticket yeah. And she ended up buying one on her own. Like, that's not his ticket. He said he didn't want to do it. Honestly, I think that's, like, the best karma in the entire world. Yeah. I guess on her end, just kind of being like, well, fuck you. I'll buy my own ticket and then winning. Yeah, and especially, like, it's for a good cause. Like, she's like, fuck it. I'll buy a ticket. Like, the money's going to go to a good place. Like, if I win the car, cool. Yeah. So, remind me again, just because it's. Or a few drinks in here, but um, what he so he wants to still split the car with her. That's like the ultimate part of the post. Yeah. So he says, um, basically, he tells her she can't sell the our car, quote unquote, without consulting him about it. When like he in the beginning like said he didn't want to go halves on it. Because he wouldn't be able to make the decisions about what to do with the car. It wouldn't be entirely his car. How quickly would a judge just, like, shut that shit down? Oh, it wouldn't even be seen. It wouldn't even be seen. Unless it was on, like, Judge Judy. Yeah, because they'd be like, oh, wait, but she paid for all of it. She bought the ticket? Yeah, okay, we're done. Yeah, like, we're done. Yeah, stop wasting everyone's time. I hope she drives the car around his place (laughs) after she breaks up with him because he's sort of... An asshole? Well, he's a complete asshole because now he's, he, 
is trying to zero in on her like he is owed something for doing nothing. Yeah. Like, it's insane how much he hasn't done to get this car. He didn't even buy a fucking ticket. The one smallest thing you have to do. There would be, like, maybe a different uh, opinion if he had bought his own ticket. And then he was like, you buy your ticket, I buy mine, if either of us get it, you know? Yeah. It's just, yeah. Can you read some of the comments? Mm -hmm. Is there anything that interests you? Not the asshole. Ew, dump his ass. No misunderstanding. He didn't want to front the $25 to split the ticket, and now he's trying to manipulate you. What would you do? If you didn't want to buy a ticket and I wanted to head that. I mean, obviously you wouldn't ask me for it, but. Yeah, this guy's like a brat. He's like, you can't sell the car without asking me about it. Even though you bought the ticket on your own. Oh, God. Fuck, no, I would. Can you imagine? I'd just be like, that's awesome that you bought or that you won. Like, also, I feel like you have to be like another level of stupid to be broke and not want to sell a $300,000 car. Did it say he was broke? Yeah, that's why he didn't want to split the ticket in the beginning. Oh, fuck. That's right. Like, So he's just, like, keeping the car to make himself look good but not have any money? Like, yeah, what is like, going on? And That's really dumb. I mean, like, y'all are just dating, like... Oh, yeah. I would just be like, like, yeah, you should sell the car and then, like... I don't know like if she gives you some of the money like cool but like she doesn't need to like she didn't well that was my thing i was wondering if it was like the fiance or something who could be like hey we're gonna live our life together your money is my money which right. i still kind of believe a little old school like yeah i get that but you're not married yeah once you're married you're married and that's it if you know if we, when we get married and you win a $300,000 car, that's not your $300,000 just right. like, yeah. you know, spree. Um, I'm going to go 100% not the asshole. Yeah, I am going to also say not the asshole. And I will reveal why I picked this post. Okay, please do. And, drumroll, it is because of the edit. Oh, there's a... You didn't... You, Austin buried the lead on the fucking edit. Okay. Edit. I broke up with him. <gasps> End post. That's it? That's it. That's it? Oh Five my words. God. <laughs> In a world where people put too much on the internet, I want more. I want more. What happened? How'd you break up with him? Was he like, can I still get money for the car? Like, I, I want everything. I really appreciate when people just give so much the internet give a little bit more and then just, I just leave. Want a round of applause for OP. That's amazing. Good for you, OP. Yeah, you. you deserve this more. This guy sucked. This guy's a, a human garbage. Like that's so shitty. Can you imagine just being like, "Oh my god, my girlfriend owes me money for something she got on her own." She can't sell the car. I want to drive it around and not be able to pay to put gas in it. <laughs> Or buy insurance for it. Like, can you imagine the insurance for a three hundred thousand dollar car? What did, did it say? What type of car it was? It was a fixed up Jaguar. Oh, like right, old Jaguar. Is that how much they normally are? I have no clue. Austin and I have been watching the 
Can we, can we tell the, the fans? The auto auctions? The auto Mecum? Mecum. 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 Mecum auctions. It started out as almost a joke. Austin and I were just hanging out together one night during quarantine, and we were going through like what was on live Hulu TV, and he found the uh, car auction Mecum, Mecum, you know, whatever it was for 2019. And it reminded me of my dad, who just, like, lives on segments and programs like that. And um, funnily enough, he was actually, I think, watching it late, that exact one later. Um, but we watched the 2021, so we're 75 years old. Um, but there were some cars on on there that went for, like, fucking $16 million. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, based on our expertise via watching oh, the yeah. Mecham, Mecham auto auction, like an older car like that's been restored. I mean, a lot of them, some of them sell for a lot of money. So, I mean, I could see an old Jag being worth a lot of money. Is like there that, any, before we, before we close this up, is there any car out there? I'll, I'll, ca- I'll cap it at like 150. Is there any car out there that you wouldn't sell? For the money of $150,000 and you would keep the car. In my current finances? Yes. Absolutely not. Because, <laughs> like, you would have to... You'd have to either put it in your garage, which I use the garage, or you'd have to, like... Want a car garage, Jim? Or you'd have to... You'd have to pay to store it somewhere. And, like, the insurance... On a $150,000 car would be insane. Like, insurance is already high for a $20,000 car. Like, it's a decent amount of money if you want full coverage. And then you, and then I think on, like, cars like that, there's additional insurance for, like, classic cars sure. and stuff. Um, so it would be, like, even more pricey. No, absolutely not. That would be a money pit. Yeah. Cars in general are, like, money pits. Well, it's not even about the money pit thing, which I always know because I... I've never been a person. I love like old school cars. I think they're beautiful. Um, but they're not like, they're not my thing, right? If I had a bunch of money, I wouldn't be like, yes, now I can buy all the classic cars. I was just wondering if there's any like one car that is so cool or whatever to you that you would consider it. Yeah. I mean, I think like, you know, I don't know of one car in particular, but I think like if it was later in my life where like I was more comfortable financially or I was like, yeah. you know comfortably retired or something then like hell yeah i'd keep a car like that and like that would be awesome and i would be able to enjoy it but i think like where i'm at right now it i no matter like how cool a car was like a car of that value like you sort of like have to be rich or like not care about <laughs> right. like your finances to be able to enjoy it like i it would be like a stress to me yeah, like, like when that. you were driving it, you'd be like, this is great. Or when you were looking at it, but you're, you're just thinking about all the things that could be in your life if you sold it. Right. Or like, you, and, and if you, if I took it out to drive it and I owned it, I would be worried God. about like messing it up and you having do. to repair it and like affecting the resale value and, and like, yeah, it would be a nightmare. So should we plug? Sure. What you got to plug? Well, I've got to plugs, I guess. Our uh, our Gmail, you're the a-hole, um, spelled with the right your, so I don't have to tell you guys that. 
Um, you're the a-hole, again, spelled with the right your at Twitter. Um, if you want to tell us how much we suck. And then... Or if you have ideas about flashcards. Yes. Or posts that you want us to cover or your own situations that you want us to oh, review. I like that. I mm-hmm. like a, um, a random situation from your life that you actually are not completely aware of. I don't want a post where you're looking for gratification or validation. I want a post where you're like, was I the asshole here? That's what I want. Or if you want to um, give us a shitty summary movie or show. Lifetime movies count as well. Or if you want to send us beer or alcohol to be our, um, what are you drinking today of of the episode? If you want to send us beer, alcohol, any of the fun waters, um, I will send you our P.O. box that I'll come up with just for that alcohol. Um, And then you can find us on your, the asshole a asterisk asterisk hole on itunes and best sprout and i think that's pretty much it do you want to plug anything in your personal life i don't think i have anything to plug womp 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 (laughs) do you want to plug anything in your personal life uh i don't really have anything at the moment um quarantines yeah it's got the rain down a bit i think last time i was on here i talked about my texas exes article so you know that's still out there in the world um if you want to get my blog the mighty sword actually in the past month i put an article or rather i posted an article the world is still burning and all i can do is write this open letter to trump oh i also want to plug not being an asshole and just wearing your masks into public spaces. There's no reason why a 16-year-old should yell at you for not wearing your mask. People are wild, y'all. Yeah, don't punch teenagers for telling you not, like Doing you have to work. minimum wage job. Seriously, insane. We haven't talked a lot about the pandemic and I don't want to, but just be a good person. Don't be an asshole. And that goes with how we always sign off the episode remember everyone don't be an asshole don't be an asshole